Paul, what's up, world? This is Mandy Fresh, and you're listening to Heritage Radio Network. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are, the Nichols and May of the now generation, your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Hi, Judy. Hi, Mike. You look so special today. I have makeup on. It's awesome. You're having your picture taken for... I got my picture taken for the Brooklyn paper. Celebrating... The publication of my new book, the official book of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, is available at Barnes and Noble on a table out front. It's it awesome! Exciting. I was so proud when I saw that. And speaking of drugs and rock and roll, have you seen today's New York Post with this beautiful montage of your hero Whitney Houston made out of colored pills? Oh, that's disrespectful! Yeah. I believe the children are future. <laughs> I hate you, Joe. That's oh. me singing, FYI. <laughs> That's awesome. I knew you would love this. You are such an <laughs> asshole. You told me there was a surprise. That's right, but look, she wanted the movie Sparkle to redeem her, but drugs were more powerful than her dreams. Oh. That's awesome writing. That's some poetry from the Daily News. <laughs> the New York Post, who uh, not surprisingly has got a big hard on for uh, Paul Ryan uh, today. Oh yeah, that's very exciting. <laughs> Boy, oh. looks like a battle of the hair moose with those two. Oh. It's not going to last. They're complete egomaniacs, both of them. They're going to they're going to hate each other in a week. It, it doesn't matter. They'll go through with it. <laughs> and I think he, I think they might win. Oh, yeah, that scares me. Well, anyway, All right. on to warmer, cuddlier topics. Here we are at uh, the decidedly left-wing Heritage Radio Network. Once again, it's the Mike and Judy Show. And who are our guests today, Judy? We have Ariel Schrag and Kevin Sesha, authors of Ariel and Kevin Invade Everything, an online we- a web comic, which is really funny and should be it's a top-rated funny. sitcom soon, if I have my way. <laughs> we look and, forward and, to that. And you often do. Okay, well, maybe not. But yeah, they, they're both neighbors. Um, <laughs> New Jerseyites? New Jer- it's all... Okay, Kevin's got a New Jersey no, tattoo. Eric, that's wait, so I'm, I'm the sole New Jersey. Jersey and actually. I am yeah. not from New Jersey. Oh! Oh, oh sorry! Oh, I, like I don't like that tone. Where are you from? Where, where's the cool state that you're from? Uh, Berkeley, California. Oh, California? Oh, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Hippie. I read about it somewhere. See, I was I pegged you as Weren't the Beatles hippies, from there? Didn't I? It's true. Berkeley. Elvis was there? California? He was from there? But anyway, they do this really funny comic online, which you can find at invadeeverything.com, um, which is about their friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Our adventures and hijinks. I, I love the comic. I got to say, I, I really love it. I think it makes uh, a lot of sense. Also, I think you know the web is perfect for comic. You know, I think uh, the electronic medium, I hope to see more comics in electronic medium. Because I, mean, I have my iPad here, and I'm a total geek when it comes to this stuff. And I search on uh, the comic app and through Marvel and the graphic novels on 
um, the iTunes iBook store. And there's just not a lot out there. People haven't really turned it over and figured it out yet. Because it looks great. It looks great electronically. Yeah, there's a lot of... I feel like there's been more in recent years, and it's just easier. It's like the best way, obviously, to get it out to the masses and people who want to read it. And uh, ours, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much, I guess, just a document of our dumb friendship and... <laughs> getting into adventures Mainly about trying to meet girls me, yeah. Trying never... to meet girls Successfully Unsuccessfully And how's that working for you? Well You know Are you both single? I don't think We've ever m- Actually ended up With a girl in the comics <laughs> Not yeah. the comics But For fictional purposes We, we like to uh, I do better know. than Kevin though Ultimately <laughs> I do not know If that is the case At all I would not agree with that I collaborated With an illustrator before And one of your um, Comics sort of Illustrates this perfectly Is that the person who draws it always gets the last say. That is correct. <laughs> it's not Although fair. Kevin gets really um, uh, fastidious about how he's portrayed. The cowlick is not quite right. I'll hear about it. If, he, <laughs> if uh, the t-shirt is uh, not, if his chest doesn't look quite broad enough. Look, we're be, cheating. need to be some erasing. <laughs> we're cheating the readers if you don't accurately capture my <laughs> handsomeness. You're, you're, it's the same as stealing from them. You're taking part of the experience, which is my good looks See, whatever out I'm, of the equation. Whatever I'm drawing in a cartoon, it's sort of like giving a style sheet to your copy editor. It's like, okay, one chin only. That's all. Okay? <laughs> I mean, basically. Yeah, but they're better looking than you, us. They, well, <laughs> come on. Sorry. You know, they're like half our age, Judy. <laughs> Maybe not half. But, you know, we haven't really done justice to these guys because you're actually, um, I mean, the comic book is awesome, but you're more accomplished than that. Uh, you have a new book out, uh, Kevin, um, about beating up celebrities, which is awesome. Yes, new-ish book, um, but uh, I'll go with new. It's uh, Punching Tom Hanks, which is a collection of various essays for how to beat up ancient Greek warrior Achilles, Steven Seagal, a left-handed person, okay. various things. How do you beat up Steven Seagal? Um, it's sort of an elaborate process, but it, it's it's along the lines of getting him uh, to launch into one of his classic one-liners. If you're familiar with his <laughs> movies, like I, I'm aware of his avoir, yes. You know, he's got the one like I'm going to take you to the bank, the blood bank. <laughs> <laughs> so you get him going down that road, and uh, you know he's not as spry as he once was, and they're just the act of talking while fighting will wear him down and tire him Isn't out. Isn't he a sheriff? So basically, now? you're calling him a. Bit. He is a fake sheriff on TV, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, he's not what he once was. I don't know if you need my help, actually. <laughs> yeah, Seagal. You're and, a pussy, Seagal, if you're listening. <laughs> and one of, one of my favorite things was that you offered um, a $1,000 bounty to anyone who would beat the crap out of Chris Brown. Did anyone take you up on that? I did, if, for obvious reasons, and sadly, no. Um, if I don't me know and him were ever in the, other, in the same room together, I would be $1,000 richer. Yeah, you would have been. I, I had to put a one-month um, oh. time limit on it, unfortunately, but... Uh, yeah, I really thought I'd have some takers, being that he's a monster and people enjoy money. <laughs> you know, I was just shocked at all the responses, though, that you got on, uh, you know, to this uh, bounty mm-hmm. you put up. And I'm a guy who believes in a bounty as a professional wrestling fan. It's a good old meme of the old school professional wrestling. <laughs> yes. that puts some money on someone's head. Yeah. But people take you so fucking seriously. They're calling you childish and, you know, you're giving him more attention than he deserves. Um, you're uneducated and stupid. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of stupid and not at all educated, so they, they you know, got right on you that are, one, You are a hater. Of course, some people said, you know, go ahead, beat the shit out of him. Um, you know, but I don't want to stoop to your level. You have become a bully. I just can't believe. I mean, it's obviously a put on. Yeah. I mean, okay, sure. Although I do like the fact that you consulted with a lawyer and that. You <laughs> yeah, I made sure I was uh, all clear on that front. It's it's it is kind of depressing though on another level. Like most of the stuff is sort of jokey, how to beat up Seagal and etc. But this is like this guy's terrible, and I wanted to do this. 
I don't yeah, know. He's a, he's a douche. And, and, uh, I, and I, I agree. Yeah. The fact that he was given a, a Grammy award and given this platform, like you know, after all this happened, I think it's you know, it's, it's unacceptable it's that embar- the slate's wiped clean. Yeah, it's, like em- that- it's embarrassing to any of us on a very human level. Yeah, his whole comeback is nonsense. Like fuck that. Yeah, he's can I swear? Is that you, you fucking a right? You can swear. Fuck cock. All right, yeah, fuck that. We guy. try not to swear too much. Oh but, right, cool, cool. But sometimes <laughs> now, okay. So your comic is based on your friendship, Ariel. How did you guys meet? Were, was it eyes across the room, like instantaneous Ew, kinship? I, I was actually really creeped out by Kevin when I first met him because what? he That's was like, news to me. Actually, he was. And I just met him like ten minutes ago. And it was weird. It was a little awkward. <laughs> he's weird. No, he was thirty-two and dating like a twenty-one. Year old, oh, Kevin, well, it wasn't like it was a dude, though. <laughs> she's an exceptionally, wasn't except, is exceptionally smart, 21 now, 27 year old. Or whatever. No, she's great. Um, and that ended, but um, <laughs> she has an old soul and you don't date younger boobs. Women? What you don't date younger uh, women? Actually, I uh, <laughs> I do indeed. <laughs> yeah, you're currently dating someone who, anyways, maybe studying for her finals, anyways. Um, but yeah, no, we met through a mutual friend. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I actually, I, I Kevin, I it was um, I had just had a comic book come out, and I did um, a reading. And you know, it's very, you know, it's hard to get people to come out to readings. Yeah. You're always like, is anyone going to come, etc. And Kevin just sort of showed up. I mean, we, we didn't even really know each other. And he sort of, he's there early, like 15 minutes early, like walking around. Hey, you got anything? You want to me to get anything? Like, I'm just Aww. like, this is like the sweetest guy. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We just kind of kept sort of running into each other and and then um, we ended up actually breaking up with our girlfriends around the same time and so then just immediately fell into our own codependent (laughs) thing in which we hung out every night. How does the wingman woman thing work? Reading my mind. Reading my mind, It's worked very well for you, Mr. Edison. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it has. Well, you know, I have a lot of women who are friends. Yeah, it's true. That, um, although I don't have any um, gay women friends who've worked as wingmen, I- per se. <laughs> although Jerry Portwood uh, offered to be my wingman, and I think a gay man might be a good wingman, too. I have not explored that possibility yet. Maybe. But he, he's really charming. I think it would work. He is very charming. I- I've done it for her. I don't know. We've done the reverse. Like I feel like I'm it's slightly true. more outgoing. I feel like you've helped you me out a lot. I don't think I've ever done anything except maybe like stand around and make you seem appealing because you're friends with a gay girl and that's charming yeah. to people. Look how diverse <laughs> I am. I embrace all lifestyles. Um, I yeah. I've, I'm kind of more ballsy and have approached women for her, and sometimes it works because I'll just like point her out and they like her because she's great and then other times they're just like who the hell is this guy this straight guy talking to me I feel <laughs> like it doesn't work when you go up to people I feel like the times it's worked is when we're, we've been at a bar and you've been like okay you have to point out somebody that you think is attractive and I'll sort of begrudgingly be like well I guess her okay now you have to go and sort of talk near her and so you sort of We've done that maneuver into where we go invade their circle that, yeah. side by side, and I'll sort of have like a simultaneous conversation. That then, like, kind of yeah, we sidle in, and then one of us jumps in with a little tidbit, and then they turn, and then it's sort of now we're all just talking, yeah. and then. But there's always the weird like I used to go out with this one guy friend of mine who would get really like we nothing ever happened between us, and he would get all like clingy on me. And so then people would think we were a couple. Does that ever happen? Or I mean, it, I guess it wouldn't happen if you go to gay bars, but. I think it has happened, but then it's quickly... It's sort of obvious in our demeanor, our manner with each other, that it's not... I I think there's a friend vibe we're throwing out there. (laughs) Except when we brush each other's hair, then that that seems confusing. Well, once you get to braiding, it's all over. 
Well, even you know the straight uh, boy and the straight girl, they get a few in you, and it get, the lines get, can get blurred a little bit in a bar. I'm saying when you're trying to do that uh, one-two Batman and Robin, good cop, bad cop. I think it's easier for a guy to bl- once a woman decides you're her friend, like <laughs> you're not getting laid ever, unless she's you know roofied. Oh my god, that's a that's a, that's a tough category to bust out of, admittedly. The yeah, friend, uh, yeah, yeah. But but I think guys are not always, but a lot of times they're a little more flexible. They'll, they'll risk the friendship. You mean they have lower standards? Guys? I prefer flexibility. Any doctor will tell you that's an essential part of being healthy. Kevin is a, fran- a, a fan of uh, holes and trees. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, what, what, what hasn't been said about God? What wouldn't you do to get laid? I mean, what wouldn't you do? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am a man. I, am a, I enjoy uh, nice things and good times. A twenty-one-year-old girl. All right, that's, <laughs> and why not? Sure. And why not? They're legal in man's eyes and God's. Right. Yeah. Oh, shut so up. moving on. There's more questions that are probably there not are about being okay. 21. Girls. Well, actually, I had one question going back to beating people up. Sure. Okay, which is always a good topic. I was enjoying um, this thing about beating up the guy with the baguette. Oh, right. Okay, I actually have a tip that how to beat someone up with a baguette. This is really important. Okay, that's impressive. Okay, uh, okay, because I have been in the situation before. I have been that guy with the baguette. He, he was stabbed at White Castle, so food and fighting is not yeah, unfamiliar it's, it's territory. True. I took a knife Mike. in the mouth at a White Castle. Wait, but what? I, the one over I, on Metropolitan? No, in, in Bed Stuy. This was a long time oh. ago. When <laughs> a long time ago, a time called the eighties. Oh, my father showed me photographs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you've read about it in books, but I was definitely in the wrong place at the wrong time. But anyway, I have been the jaunty guy with the baguette whose ass you want to kick. And what I've learned is if you have a baguette, the idea is to spear someone with it. Because you could really do some damage. You could block an eye and bloody nose if you spear it, you know? Will it hold like, up? Like, like, oh, yeah, absolutely. It but depends. If you, but if you try to you can break a rib. maybe. Not you could, fresh. You can like break a rib. It's a real called. baguette. It's hard. Trust me. You know, the thing is, if you try to... <laughs> I know my friend. A good French baguette. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and but if you try to like club somebody with it, it'll break. I mean, you're never going to hurt somebody clubbing someone with a bad gap. But if you pool spear somebody, style, yeah. let me take pool cue style right to the eye. Bang! I would believe that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. if anybody's listening has a baguette and is attacked by oh the author of beating up Tom Hanks, for example, <laughs> right, right. That wasn't always the title, was it? Uh, it was well, the website is called HowToBeatUpAnything.com, and then we ended up changing it to Punching Tom Hanks. Why Tom Hanks? I it just seemed like. You just want to mash you ask- your fist into his fucking face yeah, every yeah. day. Yeah. He's oh. the opposite. <laughs> I think most people find it curious because he's such a, a beloved, you know, avuncular character, all-American apple pie. And then there are some, like uh. this fellow, who... Bear certain grudge, apparently. To, uh, I don't know. Just, that was a what's what's it's, it's, what's it's the like problem? All of a sudden, the only thing left to eat was were vanilla milkshakes. Wow, that, that's, that's the world I see. When you're I not a fan of Castaway. Oh, Castaway was Castaway. Big. No. No. I don't really? like Tom One of those Meg Ryan vehicles. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, no, those are bad. Yuppie but. bullshit. I can't No. But we should take a break. Let's take a break. We got a some refreshing music. break. A refreshing break. We got some music from our friends at Daptone Records. It's Mike and Judy here on the Heritage Radio Network. You're listening to Black Venom by the Budos Band.
And we're back. <laughs> Pizza party, you're Roberta's. And we we were, um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm the only one eating, unfortunately. Um, but <laughs> I'm hoping to entice them with my delicious eating style. Anyway, so you guys have both written for television. Kevin, you were em- nominated for an Emmy, I believe. I was. I've done... Also, like sketch writing, animation writing, uh, like random award shows, pilots that never get made, and mm-hmm. sort of bounced around a lot. But yes, and Ariel wrote your for favorite TV show. One of my favorite television shows of all time, The L Word. What do you think of the real L Word? I liberal. <laughs> Let's see. I watched the <laughs> first season. That's all I got through. And all too. I remember from the first season is that there is a scene. Where some girl gets in front of the camera and says, Romy said Sara tried to rape her at the white trash party. (laughs) (laughs) And that pretty much sums up that show. Yeah, it's like, if you ever think like, oh, gay people are just cooler than us. Just watch Uh, the real L Well, Okay, why are men so fascinated with lesbians? You would be the one to answer. <laughs> I, I actually. Do. I feel like you have a theory, though. I, I do. Feel like you I have do. Well, men are always, you know, as as a pornographer, um, uh, always asked, you know, why, you know, women always ask, so why do guys like lesbians so much, right? Meaning, like, girl on girl. Yeah, you know, I don't think they like lesbians. I think they like the idea. Exactly. They like and that's two the, supermodels and, getting it on, and that's the answer. They're not lesbians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just waiting. Oh, that pizza's so delicious. <laughs> They're just waiting for the right cock to turn them, too. Oh, yeah, to make yeah, them join that's the other like team. The, um, that's the fantasy? Thing. Is it? I think so. Is it? I Probably, just, yeah. I just think, they you don't want to just sit there and jerk off to it. They want to be part of it. They want to be like, oh, yeah. Really? Gonna, they do? I mean, we do? They do. You do. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I, I'm not really placing myself in, in that scene. It's, oh, uh, you're in that scene. Yeah, am I in that scene? <laughs> it's just the poetry. It's just the poetry. Uh, of two women making love what? to each other. I don't think the poetry is being used correctly there. <laughs> I've seen a lot of pornography. Or, you know, uh, the vagina is such a beautiful thing. If anything, the parts well, are not Well, it's not like this big, together. dumb, blunt object like the, like the, the male counterpart. Seriously. <laughs> uh, there's a couple avenues here. I'm not really sure where to go down. But Anyway, but one of my favorite things to, to hate on the L word, the, the first, the, the real, real, real L word, was Jenny Schechter. Like, was she more fun to write than other characters because she was so hateable? Yeah, I mean, I definitely came in. I I wrote for the show for seasons three and four, mm-hmm. so that was kind of right when Jenny was really starting to become the a person, the person that you like officially hated. I mean, I think the first season she's kind of you know likable. She's like this you know naive young girl coming in, discovering herself. And second season, she you know is when she starts to go crazy and like starts cutting herself, and you're right. like, whoa, hold up. And then third and fourth, you're like, okay, I'm supposed to hate this person. And so that was definitely a fun uh, season to write for. And that was also um, this the trans uh, season when you know Jenny sort of becomes this girl that's like obsessed with her boyfriend transitioning, right? Um, which is something that I had sort of seen in at the time. A lot of friends of mine who were dating trans guys, sort of like fetishizing them, and and so that was sort of fun to to write her into that role. Did anyone ever get mad at you because they saw themselves on the show at all? Well, I definitely would have people assume things are based on them that are mm-hmm. not. I've, multiple people sort of, you know, calling me 
up and be like, oh, so I saw tonight's episode. <laughs> and uh, yeah, where do you get your ideas? It's like, not you. Yeah, like, but people it was get, like some other writer's pe- idea. But people get really weird if they see themselves in something. If you're a writer and, you know, you're It's never actually. No, it's not. You know? It's always the really boring people who think you're writing about yeah. them. It's not, the interesting people are out doing things. And when you are writing about somebody, in fact, I mean, if you, know, you write somebody in something in a book or a magazine story or whatever, even if it's the most wonderful thing of all time, people get really wigged out if they're not used to it and you tell a story about someone, they read it or you talk to them at the radio. Like, oh my God, you're complimenting them. They said, yeah, but what about so-and-so? There's also this sense that like their life has been stolen uh, or where do you <laughs> get the idea? Like, what? it's not... And they're the person who is never going to do anything with any it anyway. writing <laughs> comes from. People aren't just creating stuff out of like thin air. Like, you know, it has to come from somewhere. I sort of policy. Do you enjoy reading books or watching TV? Because that's <laughs> how that happens. You know, I, this policy, when I write about people I know, it's only when I out to bash them at this point because it's a it's a no win situation writing nice things about people half the time. You can they, write they nice see, things about me, I'm and, I, and I do. They'll find I something do. negative though. I can't the find pile well, of well, nice. Judy McGuire. You know, is like what the could ideal. Be I'm like Jesus. Is like the ideal of what a human being should be <laughs> without the stigmata. Um, so collaborating, like you guys collaborate on this together, but writing for television, you have like a bunch of collaborators. What what are some of the pitfalls that come with that? I feel like if you don't like who you're collaborating with, which is sometimes the case in television, it can be tricky, especially if they outrank you. Um, but, you know, there's on the, the flip side of that, it's not so personal to you. It's more of a job a lot of times, so it's, right. you're not as invested. But with her and I, and, and with both of us collaborating with other friends and stuff, it's, it's sort of ideal. It's like we, we wanted to do it for a while. We thought we wanted to find something to work on. And uh, when you respect the person and the other person makes you laugh, it just kind of builds... And it becomes better than it would be with either one of you working on it. And we've never really fought. We'll argue certain points, and one of us will eventually see the other side. And it's it's usually the better for it, having had that conversation and kind of pitching and topping each other. And then, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that- well, I mean, what I like about it is, you know, before I worked with Kevin, I'd written a series of comics just about myself in high school and was sort of used to sort of telling my side of the story and then kind of trying to imitate the voices of my friends and the idea of you know behind what Kevin and I do is that it you know he writes like everything that his character is saying is his dialogue he's writing it so it's purely his voice or I've said it before yeah or or it's something he specifically said that I remember that he's like yes and I would you know say it with this cadence and so you really get these two very distinct voices in the comic and so we're coming up with the plots and the sort of jokes together but just in terms of the dialogue to have these really crisply distinct character voices I think is really cool and yeah that's, that is very cool and it's hard to do like it's so hard to write completely different than you know you've got this one character speaking which yeah, character I mean, do you every... like better would you say which character do you like better do you feel is which more one do you think is smarter embodying good and kindness and then you know then the other side there's sort of selfishness <laughs> I, you know, I, now that you've written a book about how to beat people up, do you find that you get your own way all the time? <laughs> well, I have actually I'm done afraid. very. We've already established that I get my way because I'm the one that draws it. Exactly, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I it's remember having. It. I, I pitched a show to MTV a long time ago with, and I was it was an animated series, and I was working with this guy, and we had the hugest fight over shoes. I was like, she would <laughs> not wear those shoes. Those shoes are really <laughs> ugly. He's like, no, I like these shoes. She's wearing these shoes. Well, we have to kind of check in with each other because every now and then, like, vanity will creep in and. Either one of us will be like, wait, maybe I'm, my character shouldn't say that, or and we'll be like, you just don't want to look bad. No, it's it, whatever's funny. You have to land on whatever's funny. Yeah, and it's, I mean, looking bad is, it's kind of fun. 
There's yeah, there's been plenty of those where like my vanity <laughs> gets, gets in the way of hers. <laughs> yeah. In my case, <laughs> it's just better to tell the truth, and it's funnier. So, yeah. have you guys actually? Have you ever been beaten up? See, Judy just wants to talk about the lesbian soap opera as <laughs> always, and I want to talk about people be getting beaten up. And there's our show. There's the magic that is us. Uh, <laughs> I've been ever- beaten up numerous times. I've had my teeth knocked back. I have Jesus. braces to this day behind my front teeth. I've had a detached retina. Tom I, Hanks, that motherfucker. I yeah. actually, uh, I dislocated my shoulder punching someone. That's right. That's right. How are you, Judy? Have you been in a fight? It's a tragic story. I've been beaten up a lot. Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> let's not right, go let's there. Not, all right, let's not go there. Last but I did up. dislocate someone's knee once. That's impressive. How yeah. with, with what technique? A kick? A or? baguette? A, a, a drunk kiss. Um, it was a, <laughs> a drunk kiss. Kick. Kissing. Oh, okay. He oh. was he was making out with Sidney's someone, him. and I was like, oh. And he came over and he, tr- he was like, "You're so mad!" And he tried to hold me down. And I kicked him. And then everyone at the show. It was like when I was young and punk rock. Everyone at the show got mad at him, which was kind of. <laughs> I like it. Like. <laughs> He walks with a limp to this day, I bet. Good turn of events for me. So what's next for you guys? Where are we bringing this comic? Are we going to bring it to the bookstores everywhere? Is it going to be a TV show, a movie? I mean, you were talking about it. Are you going to continue doing it? I think we'd like to get more and get more on the back of a regular schedule. There's been some hiatuses, and uh, we, uh, yeah, we're just having a good time doing it. We'd like to collect them at some point and do a book, but um, it's not. We, right now, we're just sort of enjoying keeping it on the web, getting it out to people that way. You guys have to come up with an ending like a double wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. it'll be like tie it all up with a bow. Like wow. a Beverly Hills 90210 Judy? episode. Or, where's, where's Judy? <laughs> Who are you and where's my Judy? <laughs> Maybe there's a fight at the wedding though. Then you'll be enjoying uh, it. Donnybrook. Yeah. Like a good professional wrestling. Yes, uh, a melee, wedding. a barn burner, a whole <laughs> battle royal. You know, I you know, with all this beating up, I thought for sure you'd be a wrestling fan. I thought you would be a kindred spirit in the world of professional wrestling. I about 10 years ago, again, I when it was the writing was good and it was they had a lot of sitcom writers and it was really kind of uh, Wait, know, they have sitcom fun. writers on the wrestling show? Yeah. A lot of sitcom writers. Yeah, right, writers, writers come and go on, on, you know, yeah. on the show all the time. My understanding is they always try to hire guys who have written soap operas and other continuity stuff, and then the wrestling people get fed up with the Hollywood people, and it's like constant you know, you know, backroom squabbling over who really gets to write the show. There's some impre- like a really there's good great writer. writing on that show over the years. I mean, it's up and down. It's cyclical. But there's a guy, you know, a friend of mine who, write, who co-created Metalocalypse on Cartoon Network who wrote for Conan O'Brien, mm-hmm. who wrote for many years for wrestling, and... Uh, you know, those are two obviously great credits, and, and people don't think of wrestling at that level. And I don't know that it is. I haven't watched it in a while. But at the time, it was very entertaining. Like it can soap be, opera elements, good when action. Way, when it's firing on all cylinders, it's the best thing on TV. But it's uneven, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one, one, one final question. If they allow professional tennis players into the Olympics, why can't there be professional wrestlers? <laughs> Good question. Very I will sign your petition. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Once again, it's been the fastest half hour on the internet today. Where can we find you guys? Uh, invadeeverything.com and and uh, also on Twitter uh, Kevin Sesha my name that's on there. a hard one to spell for people it's or you just go to howtobeatupanything.com and Ariel uh, yes arielstrag.com S-C-H-R-A-G S-C-H alright Judy McGuire with a J and an M Mike Edison Heritage Radio Mike and Judy Show thanks Joe our engineer and live from Bushwick we'll see you next week thank you
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.